really happy. Gentlemen, welcome to the NFT Morning, the podcast talking about NFTs, of course, and especially art. And today, for the episode number 612, I have the chance to have with me Binji Pende. Hi, Binji. How are you? Hello. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. This is great, you know, and we're really, really excited because you are doing a lot of things uh at the Optimism uh, Optimism Foundation. And uh, you are coming with a lot of cool announcements, especially, you know, this big uh, call for artists, uh, open call called We Love the Art. Uh, basically, you know, a non-chain art contest where you can get more than a million of Optimism token in prices. And uh, so basically, how, how many dollars is the 1.2 million optimism currently it's moving fast right now actually yeah so it's a it's a contest it's 1.2 million op uh prize winners there's gonna be 188 winners so it's spread and there's yeah. very price cool. tiers. yeah yeah um, it's a global price pool it's a global yeah. price pool for all and the winners get, a winner can get 50k op the maximum top winner and there's gonna be eight of them okay so yeah but i like this kind of contest it means that you know it's not like one big winner but it's more like you know if you do something good you have a pretty good chance you yeah. know to have a reward so we will come back to that but of course you know and uh, i'm really happy you know to, to talk about this contest uh, called the wheel of art but before that uh, i just wanted first you know even before everything to understand uh, who you are, actually, Binji. <laughs> uh, now, you know, yeah, uh, just, you know, we always are interested to have some big background information about people who are joining the NFT morning. And uh, I don't know how you ended up into this space, basically. And then, you know, yeah, and especially then at the Optimism Foundation. Yeah, so origin story of my crypto background is actually I came into crypto from Force. Um, where I had no option but to use crypto for to do something that I needed to do in my life, uh, which was global money transfer. Essentially, I was living in different countries and like I was I was young back then, like wasn't earning. And for anyone to send me money, there was no way. like you had to use crypto. Um, so that was like a real use case. Of course, I bought all of it. I got all of it and I sold it all for coconuts. But like that was my origin story. It was a real like use case that I just had to have a problem that needed to be solved. Um, and then, you know, I, I was a kid. I didn't really think about it. I was like, OK. I just got coconuts, like, fine. It's just like, you know, I can spend stuff. Um, and I forgot about it. 2017, I heard about like all the things that are coming up in crypto, obviously, with like the bull market that happened then. And I started trading on like Bitrex and all that a little bit. Lost everything. I'm not a good trader. I, I can't. Yeah, this is how you learn. Um, yeah, so did all that. And then I was like, okay, like, I'm done. I, I'm not really interested in trading that much. Um, back then, I was like, okay, left it aside. And then around 2019, I started reading a lot about like philosophy, a lot about like incentive structures, designing like new incentives, designing new like systems and the like. Um, and that's when I essentially stumbled on the crypto rabbit hole from a philosophical point where I was like, okay, this is very cool. Like if there's a way for us to create community, share value, have like 
novel incentive mechanisms, have, a, have novel like business mechanisms. I, I just found that fascinating. Um, I was studying economics and cognitive science at the time in, in college. And essentially that like kind of like behavioral economics plus social sciences was a big pull for me. And when it comes to NFTs, like during this research phase, during like diving deeper into Ethereum, I it just NFTs is what made it click for me perfectly um, in the sense that like NFTs are the best way for people who don't know each other at all to mint something and be a part of a community no matter where they are in the world. And like I saw these like groups emerging. I saw these DAOs emerging. And ever since then, I just like I can't take my take my eyes off of that. It's, it's just been an incredible experience. I've made a lot of my friends through it. Um, so I ended up working at Coinbase afterwards. Um, I was a product manager doing like growth. So essentially like with the home pages of Coinbase, helping people like sign up and going through that flow. Um, it was uh, like working on international pages as well as like just like website optimization. Um, and it was, it was really interesting. I met some incredible people. I DM'd Brian Armstrong my first day because I was very eager. I was like, I'm so excited to be here. And then he actually replied and that was the peak of my life. But um, Wow, exciting. <laughs> yeah. And then so after that, I you know, like still going to like NFT NYC, meeting a bunch of people in the space, like going to all these events, meeting all, like making friends essentially. Um, I left Coinbase about like in late 2021. And then I joined Optimism where I started doing like developer advocacy. And essentially this was a point where Optimism had just launched its mainnet. It was still like in the phase of getting, growing apps. Um, and we, we, grew, we grew the apps that were on Optimism from like 15, 20 to like, hundred plus apps essentially that ended up deploying over the time. Um, I then shifted into DevRel where it was a bit more like technical, like protocol focused a little bit more, like working with developers directly, going to hackathons, creating developer communities, working very like close with builders. Um, and then recently as of a month and a half ago, I moved into leading NFTs at OP Labs um, on the BD partnership slash like community side generally. Um, and yeah, it's been, it's been really fun ever since. Uh, you know, all of us lived like crazy journeys, I would say, the last three years. And so this is what is exciting. And so for people who don't know, because I think, you know, for most of the builders uh, who are working on, yeah, on the, especially on, yeah, on different layers, uh, second layers, especially, you know, they know what is optimism. But, you know, for people who don't know what it is, how would you uh, simply describe what you guys are doing? Okay, so you're gonna see, you guys are all gonna see in this podcast. I love my analogies, so I'm gonna start with an analogy. Of, yeah. uh, so, okay, the best way to kind of explain it is imagine you are a sneaker store owner, right? Let's say you are opening up a sneaker store, shoes, you're, you're selling Nike shoes, um, and you open up in Paris, and you have a small shop in Paris, and you open this thing up. No one's coming the first two years. Like it's a, you know, you're like, you're a little sad. It's like, no, there's no sneakers. Uh, no one's coming to my store. Like what's happening. And over time, suddenly in 2016, 2017, people start coming to your store. Now the store is getting more and more packed. As the years go, like the store is actually getting very popular. And, but the issue is there's like lines and there's people who are like fighting each other now. It's, it's gone really tough. And that analogy is basically Ethereum, right? Like Ethereum is a sneaker store. And essentially, Ethereum's sneaker store got more popular, got more crowded. So gas fees went up, transactions failed sometimes because like there's too much. Um, you know, we had some like really large mints like other side and then like kind of clogged a little bit and like, you know, those things happen. So 
as a sneaker store owner, when this happens, you know, you, you start to think, okay, like, how do I fix this problem? So you start thinking about what if I made a, like a factory or what if I made like a supply center, essentially, that is an L2, right? So an L2 is basically like Ethereum's a sneaker store. There's a warehouse that is the L2. Optimism is one warehouse. Um, and that warehouse basically now can mass produce this stuff. It can send it all over the world. It can make it like way more cost effective for a lot of people, but it's still the same sneaker. Like it's still from the sneaker store. And essentially how that warehouse works is you're still the sneaker store manager. So you're still Ethereum. And you want to make sure that the people in the warehouse who's working with you are selling everything that they say they're selling, right? Like, and that's where the proof systems come in. So they, they're essentially sending you data, sending you receipts, and that's a proof. So that's essentially like how L2s work. And that's how optimism is. The further analogy to go like one step further is let's say like now there's even more demand, right? Like there's even more demand for block space, more web two companies want to come, more apps are being built. There's like more and more users just growing, 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 growing. And you're again, you're thinking, okay, um, I have one warehouse. Do I make another warehouse and operate that and then make like 20 warehouses and operate that like various different L2s? That's one way to do it. The other way is what if I made a blueprint on how you can create a warehouse? So that is what the OP stack is. So Optimism essentially completely open source has this blueprint called the OP stack where anyone can make their own L2. So anyone can make their own warehouse. So now Coinbase, when they wanted to build an L2, they wanted to use they wanted to use a stack that was open. They wanted to work on something broader um, with Ethereum and the community broadly. And so they used the blueprint to build base. Zora used the blueprint to build Zora network. Um, and now we're getting all these chains using these blueprints. The thing that we're creating with that is the super chain. So it's like now there's all these blue chain warehouses that are using the same OP stack. We can connect all of them. We can share development with all of them. You know, maybe there's one warehouse that's specializing in one part of the world. One warehouse that specializes in NFTs, one that does it for like consumer apps, one that does it for DeFi, and it's just growing in emergence. Um, it allows for more people to experiment, more people to launch like novel mechanisms without worrying about like starting a warehouse from scratch. You just have an L2 blueprint and you just use it and you're all connected with everybody. It's this idea of like, how can we work together to expand the pie of crypto? Um, but that's that's a quick summary. I love, I love this, you know, this comparison. And you know, if you'll surprise me because I didn't show it, but I would be happy in the article to share the link to your slideshow also. Okay, yeah. so people can see it also because it's pretty easy to understand also. And I really like the analogy. So you're, you are scaling. It's kind of, you know, uh, 3D scaling. You know, the first mm -hmm. thing is the concept of layer two. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, basically multiplying it by millions with a you know, because, you know, it's not only scaling because of layer two, but scaling also in terms of people initiatives who can use this uh, super chain concept to do their own, yeah, to do their own layer two, basically. And so they can optimize and they can select which kind of proof they are sending, basically, to, SR, to, the, to the main, to the, to SRM. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. That's really... Uh... This is why. This is why people like you. This is <laughs> now. Nah, nah, that's really cool. And and so you you you've been building. Uh, so optimism has been building like uh, for for years now. Mm -hmm. And um, and so you mentioned you know some uh, nice and famous uh, platforms like Coinbase, for example, who's been doing the uh, NFT platform. You know uh, via 
optimism. And uh, I wanted to understand, so uh, what is your current relationship with uh, artists uh, right now? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, you know, we're very lucky to be building this super chain. Um, and we have teams that are already on the super chain that have specialized in relationships with artists. So Zora, you know, Zora is specialized in that. They've been like laser focused on NFT space. Um, they have, they're also on the super chain. So they're also using the OP stack for their chains or a network. And essentially like that is like one funnel where like, well, as a super chain expands, we have these networks, like imagine an entire chain dedicated towards one specific thing and one specific type of people, right? Like, so artists, for example, um, that that's one way, like we have like teams that are hyper specialized on one thing and they could go all in on that thing without having to worry about like all of the technical things that are needed to launch a chain. And we can interconnect all of them with all the other chains. That essentially means like, you know, artists can like just live across the super chain broadly. Um, within like specifically what we're doing for artists, uh, the one thing I would say is like the We Love the Art campaign is one idea of how we help artists, right? So um, when this was designed, we took a long, hard look at L2 NFTs um, within like, and this was at the time when it was like made on OP mainnet. Um, and it was like, okay, you know, we, we want creators to come here. We believe there's a message for creators that can be pretty impactful on just like the way optimism works and the way the collective works, which I'll get into later. Um, and essentially we thought, okay, what if we made a fun program for anyone in the world to just come and mint maybe for the first time, or maybe you've been an artist in the space before and you just apply for this prize. It's like Britain's Got Talent or American Idol type of thing. And we have a prize pool that has 188 potential winners that has judges from across the industry, from Cosmo Medici to Loomdart to Zeneca to like, you know, people outside of crypto as well. Um, and this is like a type of initiative that one of many as well, that Optimism and the super chain is broadly, this is eligible on Zora Network, Optimism Mainnet, as well as Base. Um, and, you know, creators just come, you can apply, you can mint something, you submit your art and the judges review it and you might win a prize essentially. So the idea here is, and if you look at the wording on this, it says an on-chain art contest. Very open. It's an art contest that happens to be on-chain. How can we use these sort of campaigns to bring new people in? Like maybe someone, maybe you have a friend who's been into music for a really long time, who's been producing music. And if you show them this essentially, like because L2s have made it so cost-effective and because they made it so easy for users to onboard, um, for them to actually apply, let's say in the music category, the way the format through which it works and if you scroll down you could see like the partners that are involved with this as well um sound.xyz is one so let's say you're a musician you want to apply for this you go to sound.xyz you're on um you're on the platform you don't have a wallet you've never used crypto before and essentially all you do is you put your email address that creates a wallet for you you can export your private key later if you want and then you upload a song and you mint it on chain so essentially that's the flow on sound. And like what that means is you can tell your friend who's in music, who's in the music space that, hey, you can go for this art contest. You go to this thing, you can make a wallet easily and you can just mint gasless. So it's free minting. Um, and you can apply, take that link, apply to this through the We Love the Art website. And you have until January 8th to submit it. And the judges who are like from all across the industry uh, we'll review it and you might win a prize of up to 50k OP. And that's kind of the message that we want to put out within layer twos, where it's like, let's make this really usable for like new people. Let's make it even better for existing people 
and let's work together. Like let's like unite everybody. As you see, look at the partners here, it's you know all these marketplaces are eligible: Decent, OpenSea, Highlight. Um, we have other partners that we're bringing in as well into crypto in a way, uh, like Stable Diffusion, Stability AI is a partner here. They've been incredible. Um, so it's like, how can we build together under the underlying message of let's do it for the people who made this space exist, which is the artist. Um, and how can we like just not have crypto be a world where it's like competition amongst everyone in internally, but instead we show a united force to the world so that uh, we bring new people and we enable the existing ones. That's that's the way, like the philosophy behind how we intend on continuously supporting artists. Um, and this is one campaign that represents that. I see. Wow, that's pretty exciting. And, and so basically, it, uh, I, didn't, uh, I didn't realize that you are submitting, you're, when you submit, you are basically minting the artwork also? Yeah. Wow, so it's not, uh, yeah, because, you know, I watched the, I watched the website uh, and I, at the beginning for me, it was just a form. But so it's also a minting process that is happening at the moment that you are filling the form. And so, yeah, it's totally, so the, the wallet is invisible for any kind of artist. It, so basically what, what I understand is that, yeah, you gave the example of a musician. So people who are not at all into the blockchain world, mm -hmm. just musicians, they, are, they, they have no idea about tokens or a cryptocurrency or wallet. They can just go and submit the artwork and potentially get the price. Am I right? Yeah, so it depends on the platform that they use. The one I was mentioning for music was sound.xyz. And for them, that's that's the flaw on sound currently, where you put email address, creates a wallet for you. You can export private key if you want. Um, and then you can just upload a song and it's minted and it's gasless. So it's like, it's as easy to do that as it is to upload something on SoundCloud or upload something on YouTube. Um, and the idea is how can we like expand the space more by making like new people enter it and give them an incredible experience. And after, right, like even if they win a prize, it's amazing. If they don't win a prize, let's nurture them. Let's welcome them. Like we're all in this space. Like what you've been yeah, doing for 600 years. Uh, you're always a winner, you know, because yeah. <laughs> at the end of the day, this is the point, you know, ideally, you know, the, 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 the grants should be a bonus. I would say yeah. but at the end of the day, you're in the space so that, you know, you are ready to play. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, totally makes sense. So, you know, I, I really like the website also, you know, I just uh, mentioning it also and we will share it, but we love hurt.optimist.io. So, uh, and so basically, uh, basically you can get the information on everything and means directly. And one thing that is really interesting also on the website uh, are the judges, actually, because you mentioned quickly that you have some... Um, yeah, some pretty impressive uh, judges. Uh, so, you know, maybe we can come back on this and I will be happy on my side, you know, to just to show also. But you mentioned Cosomo, uh, G-Money, so we can see, you know, uh, yeah, Platinum Fitzgerald, Tom Windisch. So all of them, they are like, and yeah, okay, no, I started, so I will <laughs> follow with them, you know. Yeah, uh, it, it's... Uh, yeah, it's pretty crazy, actually, you know, to have all these people uh, who are taking part of the challenge. Like yeah, very fortunate, very fortunate. It's been lovely working with the judges. I think, like, the main thing is it's the underlying message that makes everyone 
want to participate, I think, where it's like, we're not trying to optimize for like one thing for a chain or another thing for a chain. We're optimizing for artists. Like we're optimizing for discovery. We're optimizing for helping emerging artists. We're optimizing for helping new people enter the space. And then we want to provide a home for them after they enter it, even after the competition. Um, and our judges are actually like pretty spread out across like crypto and non-crypto. Um, for example, obviously, like you mentioned Cosimo, there's Faith Love, there's Greg, there's People Pleaser, um, you know, Richard, a bunch of people. I could keep going. It's like a long list. Wow. Three judges. How many, how many judges so, you have? <laughs> yeah, we have 33 judges. Um, so it's, and it's, it's pretty across. And the, like, the part that I'm really happy about right now is also there's judges from outside of the crypto space. Um, so there's like people who basically there's a, Tom Windish. He was a, he's a veteran booking agent for music. He helped develop like Billie Eilish Lord, help discover them, help uplevel them, give them live shows. And that's like a judge for this competition. And we're very, very fortunate to have him. Uh, like Justin Melillo, he's been doing like Monaverse and CEO of Mona, like 3D building platform. Uh, he also worked with Pixar and Drake in the past. Like, you know, wow. we have like Rita, who is, uh, he, she's worked with Christie's, like Serpentine Galleries. And we've really thought about like, how can we, bring new artists into the space, but also how can we bring new judges into the space under the underlying mission of like, let's do this for artists in general, like all over the world, right? Like no matter where you are, you can apply for this, no matter what kind of art that you do, as long as it's within like, kind of fits those categories, you can apply for this. Um, and we wanna help you get exposure. We wanna help you obviously potentially win a prize, but more importantly, like we wanna help welcome you as an artist into crypto and like kind of bring you towards different communities. It's like, you know, you, you mentioned this is like the 612th episode that you've done. That is amazing. Like that is like, that is what this is all about, right? Like the community that you foster, the community that you create. Um, and, it, and that's like real human friendships, real human relationships. And we want to show the rest of the world that this is a place in which you can do that, through which you can do that and put on this like image for everybody that on chain is the next online. I see. I see. Wow, that's really. I'm. I'm still, you know, watching the the judges list. It's pretty impressive, actually. And uh, I, I guess, you know, uh, you need all this quality and quantity of judges because, you know, uh, you will have a lot of submission, I guess. Uh, and and I wanted to. So, you know, just to give the key element for people who didn't uh, get it. So. Okay, you have the prices. We mentioned, you know, uh, that the first prize is basically 50,000 OP, but then, you know, it's going basically, you have different tiers. And so a lot of people, depending on the category, depending on what they're doing, can have a price. You have four main categories. If I'm not, uh, can, you, can you just uh, remind us what are the four main categories? Yeah. So there's AI art, partnering with Stable Diffusion for that. Uh, there's generative art, there's music. And there's one of ones, and one of ones, of course, is like broader. Like it can be you know, various things can be one of ones, but yeah. And one of ones can also be like timed editions. You can very much like experiment with that, um, but it's it's relatively broad. And you know, as I said earlier, this is one of many campaigns, and like we we'll seek to do more. The idea here is like we want to make this like a really big staple campaign. Uh, we're building it like alongside a lot of great partners. Like uh, so, just like the start of many more on-chain events. And part of this philosophy is actually, we love events. We love conferences. We have conferences all over the world all the time, but what is an on-chain event like? Like what is an online conference that we can hold or online activation that we can hold 
And we love the art is one such thing. It's like a, you know, anywhere in the world you apply. Um, I believe like, I'm, please like feel free to fact check me on this, but I think we love the art is the, I think one of the largest ever online art competitions focused on creators ever, like outside of just crypto, just generally. Um, that's global, right? Like I think a lot of competitions have been like, you have to be in this location. You have to know this person. You have to be in this network. This is an open, it doesn't matter where you are, as long as you have like internet access essentially. And obviously like you make art, um, you can apply for this. And like, we want to get global reach. We want to get global creators. We want to up-level global creators generally. So superpower of crypto is that it's like, it doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter who you are. It's just like about the work that you put in. Um, and this is an opportunity to let that shine. No, I see. I see. And uh, I, I like the idea of though, because of course, you know, the categories you mentioned, you know, of course, AI on one hand and generative on the other hand are two, I would say, kind of best sellers in the space, uh, you know, and uh, really, really big artists and a lot of quantity and quality into the space. But, you know, I like the fact that you add also uh, on one hand, one of ones, because, yeah, it's really interesting. Of course, you know, there are a lot of one of ones, but it's hard to first, it's hard sometimes to sell and to uh, make it valuable for artists. And on the other hand, you know, uh, music, because music is totally underrated right now in the space. Uh, you know, we're still waiting for this kind of music revolution. And I, I believe that, uh, yeah, that's really interesting also to push that. And especially for what you say, you know, um, onboarding people, uh, for me, totally makes sense. So that's, a, it's really interesting. But so we have the content. Is, is this a mission? Mm -hmm. it's four categories. The deadline is now January 8th, if I'm not wrong. Yeah. 8th of January. So you have to submit. Can I, can I submit a lot of artwork? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so we, we, um, we tend, we tend to advise that people submit one per category. You can do multiple categories, but like one per category. Um, just the best one, just the one that you want to put your, like all your like name and like kind of like submission behind. Um, and one, one thing to note on this is like for you to be eligible for this, you have to mint it on either OP mainnet. So Optimus mainnet, Zora network or base mainnet. Um, any three of those count, you have to mint it on one of the marketplaces listed on the website. Um, and we have pretty much all the marketplaces, like majority of them, um, as of right now. And, you know, in future campaigns, we might include more as well, of course, but, uh, that those are the only essential like core rules is it has to be on those three networks. I think it, it's re it's really interesting, and I, I was wondering because, okay, more generally, you know, organizing this contest is great, and you know, especially you know, we can see that you allocated a lot of dedication and resources and time and people, you know, to make it happen, you know, and you can see the list of judges, you can see, you know, all the tokens you know, that you want to allocate, you know, to this, and uh, and you know, basically, it's really something that looks important, you know, for you, and that that that's really impressive. Uh, and you mentioned, you know, it's maybe potentially one of the most important, you know, art talent, not only for uh, uh, digital art. Uh, it's, in a way, a bit surprising to see someone like you doing this. And I mean, you are more, most of the time, I would say, on the builder side, uh, on the DAO side. You know, for example, I remember even, you know, uh, uh, the airdrop. Uh, that you organize, you know, when you had the token was focused on people working on DAOs, I would say, 
uh, and uh, you know, really, uh, yeah, people in the, yeah, people you know who are really on the builder side. Uh, it's uh, is it something new for you also? No, so um, I can go. I'll say three things here. I'll say one philo philosophically why personally I'm very passionate of like doing this thing. Why I want to do more. Yeah. Two, optimism and why optimism wants to do more. And then three, you mentioned like the airdrop thing. There's something I'd love to like also explain on that um, and why like it's not just going to be DAOs. It's just that there's a lot of things we're focused on. Um, so one is the philosophy. So I can't stop thinking about this fact that so much of human history has been lost, right? Like the Library of Alexandria, all this ancient Egyptian knowledge burned down. Uh, war has like torn a lot of stories, a lot of like culture has been erased or like, you know, forgotten. And, you know, there's so much like unraveled the history that we don't know. Um, I think a blockchain is like essentially the first ever way that we can write something and it will never be erased. It can never be taken away, can never be erased. On Ethereum, if you, as long as you're running, one person is running this like node, it's always there. It's like the world computer. You can write on it. You can put your art on it. You can tell your story through it. And, you know, years from now, it's going to be there. No one can take it away from you. And that's like, that's very powerful. I think on a, obviously like for an artist to not have their stuff taken away, but on like for humanity for us to tell the story, you know, like 2000 years from now, maybe someone looks back as like, oh, Benji and John like had this interview and it was this NFT and now it's here and I can see it, I can watch it and it can't be taken away. Like that sort of stuff could happen. Um, so that's like philosophically very passionate about like, how can we record the human story? And I, I believe blockchains are the best way to do it. So that's like inner motivation. I, I want to, help more people go on chain and have like the goal is to get a billion users on chain um the second thing is with optimism itself so from the very beginning um optimism has been completely mit licensed open source so that's essentially like a public good um in the early days of optimism essentially like trying to find like ways for people to like get a grant or something to build a public good is was is really hard like even when building optimism no one was you know, ICOs might have been going off left, right, and center, but no one was giving money to this like open source project that wanted to scale Ethereum, even though it was important, even though everyone kind of needed it. So what are other public goods, right? Like art is a public good. If you're building a city, art is what makes the city somewhere people want to go. Uh, parks are public goods, right? The issue with public goods in the world broadly today is that they go unfunded, right? It's I sometimes say like a public good is something everyone uses, but no one wants to pay for it. Um, and what that leads to is in crypto, when people make content, when people are doing like Twitter spaces, when people are doing education content, when people are like showing up every day for their community, they're not going to get like VC funded per se. Like that's not, that's pretty rare. Like for artists as well, it's like, you know, you could pour your soul out and like build stuff, but like, unless you mint or like market heavily and stuff, like it's hard to get like rewarded for it. So optimism from the beginning, uh, where sequencer profits, uh, are allocated. So when you do a transaction on OP mainnet that goes to retroactive public goods funding 880 840 880 840 million OP is dedicated towards retroactive public goods funding so this is basically rewarding builders retroactively who build public goods after they've had impact we just did a 30 million OP round for that and you'll hear a lot more about it we're going to consistently do these rounds so the philosophy has always been like how can we reward public goods and we were building this protocol and there was a lot of like technical things to get done. And, you know, now there's this whole app layer, this whole ecosystem, there's base, there's Zora, we have the thing. And now we can focus on, okay, art is a public good. How do we go to the artists and how do we talk to them about retro PGF and what we're trying to do there? 
Um, and in this website as well, which we love the art, there's a retro PGF section, which you can read and that kind of explains the whole thing. But that's been a core philosophy of optimism from day one. Uh, it's always been about like how do we reward the builders and the artists and the citizens essentially who make this make a city a better place. And you can imagine like the Optimism Collective as a city with various different like buildings and chains and all of that. So that, that's the second one. The third one is um, because you mentioned airdrops, like I understand that the first airdrop was focused on DAOs. It was focused on certain things, but um, there's been recurring airdrops since. So the second airdrop was, I believe, on like, I think it's like governance gas fees or something. I, I don't recall it directly. The third one, I believe, was about like governance delegation. So if you delegated and then like there's there's essentially um, various different ways in which people can be um, a part of optimism. It doesn't have to be one specific thing. Um, right. So I yeah. see. No, okay, I totally understand. So basically, it's supporting people who are doing what needs to be done in a way, and uh, that would become. I think it's pretty close also to kind of yeah the Ethereum ethos. Mm -hmm. uh, even you know, I think Vitalik mentioned a lot of this kind of topic. You know that are like yeah, how to reward people who are doing things that everybody would, would use. And uh, especially, yeah, I think the open source is a good comparison at the beginning. Uh, so yeah, no, okay, totally makes sense. And that, that's, uh, no, that's really, uh, that's really interesting, you know, to involve, uh, you know, all, yeah, not, not only, yeah, technically developers, but also kind of populations basically uh, into that. And so I believe, so we could expect, of course, this, uh, we love uh yeah we love hurt or we love the art contest as a beginning of a story i guess i would say you know you know if i would i i know that you are cooking stuff and you you will not communicate everything right now of course but i believe so that say that we are submitting and you know before january 8th then the result should be announced what a few weeks later you are already have an agenda on that yeah so um, January is going to be submissions and then we're going to have enter a judging period and yeah. we're going to make sure like we want to make sure that everyone who submits art gets their fair share of views. So, um, you know, it would be like soon after, after the judging period concludes. Okay. Okay. And so then we may expect that you will potentially showcase, exhibit yeah. mm -hmm. something, you know, maybe, yeah, we can expect maybe the beginning of a story, right? Yeah, so that's where the retroactive public goods funding gets very interesting as well. Uh, when I when I think of optimism, I think of us. Like I think it's like it's a collective. Anyone can come and contribute to optimism, and you know there's grant systems available, but there's also this retroactive funding. So if you contribute to optimism and you can prove that impact, you can get retroactive funding essentially as a public good, as a creator, as like a gallery, as like a space host. Like all of these things are like eligible through retro PGF. So one thing is like we have specific activations for the winners that we'll be doing, but it also is an open call to arms for anyone who's like a content creator or a translator or like, um, you know, just like has a gallery or is do doing anything generally um, to be able to come and be like, hey, like there's 188 winners. I would love to interview one of them. or I'd love to like put them in my gallery. And if you, you can do that and like if you can show the impact, then you can get retro PGF. So it's like it's not like you you there's no like financial martyrdom essentially from that like you kind of get um rewarded for building with the collective um it's not like 
I wouldn't say like optimism is building for people. It's building with people. And that's why like even this campaign is a very open thing. It's like if someone wants to contribute to the campaign, add extra yeah. things, side events and, and all that. Generate opportunities. Yeah. And the opportunities may happen, but then you don't have all the control on everything that will happen, basically depending on people. Yeah. And that's decentralization, right? Like the social decentralization layer of like just let's let it spread. Let's do it. Let's try it. Let's try our best to keep the message, right? Of like we love the art. This is like the core message. But um ideally it's it's people just come in and can contribute. And we have a suite of people already who are very eager to do things there. Um and, and it's been really exciting. And the collective wants it to generally just support that. Okay. That totally makes sense. Uh so actually, you know, this year was more generally also pretty exciting for optimism. You mentioned Bayes, that is, you know, uh, it's only one, you know, good example of uh, the fact that, you know, I feel like the mood changed also in the world. You know, I feel like, you know, the last bull run, everything was pretty, you know, main net Ethereum uh, for art. I'm talking on the art side, especially. And now we've been seeing, you know, uh, things moving a bit. Uh, yeah, we have, uh, you know, other second layers also coming in the space uh, with some platforms. Uh, we have also, yeah, for example, base platform, you know, that you know, a lot of new services, you know, who are popping up. Uh, how do you see, yeah, the, you know, short term, I would say 2024s. Are you optimistic for 2024s? Extremely. You know, you know why? You know, one of the main reasons why I think we're so lucky that we have this bear market where they're just builders. There are people just grinding, 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 building so heavily. And what that means is like last time, like with NFTs, it was super cool. Everyone knew about NFTs. It was big. Like everyone, you know, in the world, like knew what an NFT was almost. Um, but the UX was hard. It was hard to start a wallet. It was hard like to pay $90 gas fees to do something. It was hard to like get people onboarded, right? We focus a lot on UX. It's like through, for example, Coinbase. You can just go on Coinbase. You can actually use the Coinbase retail app to be on chain now there's multiple like rainbows made amazing wallets like yeah there's this whole suite of products um which means you can have like full end-to-end -end experiences for example like you know pwas are very interesting uh friend tech kind of kicked that off like i have a web app that's crypto that i'm getting notifications for like what does that look like on an nft perspective right like guild.xyz like okay awesome i could just start a community that's on chain from day one gated telegram groups and like you know, called a couple minutes to set that up. Um, Farcaster, decentralized social that has end to end attribution, also on Optimism mainnet. And like, you know, we, we're building this thing as a super chain where instead of having multiple different teams build like their own unique solutions that's just in their like sandbox, we're building like we have multiple teams, but they're all building solutions, they're all specializing in things, but it can all be shared amongst the super chain. So it's like, how can we not fight over the small piece of pie that's the crypto users to today? But how can we build a bakery for like, the crypto users of tomorrow? So that's kind of, that's a cheesy quote, but like, you know what I mean? Like, that's kind of, I think, um, one of the main motivators that I'm very excited about. Like, how can we push crypto together? Like, we're better together. Scaling together is better than scaling apart. Let's get more contributors. Let's get more builders. We have Risk Zero, Mina, who are making ZK proofs for the OP stack. Like, you know, there's just this, like, amazing, like, mind share that's happening. And we're very, very fortunate to have, like, have this opportunity to take this to the world. And we, we don't want to do it alone. We want everyone to be involved. So it's very easy to just start and be contri a contributor to optimism, uh, no matter what it is that you do. You don't have to be tactical. Wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Very exciting. Can't wait to see also all the surprises that we're going to leave uh, next year. 
so no, it's pretty pretty cool. And you know, uh, we wanted to thank you, Vinji, you know, for being with us today. Uh, I just wanted to remind you know for people following. So basically, the contest is happening uh, on the website. Uh, so the URL is willofhurt.optimism.io, uh, and uh, the submission should happen before January eighth. And you will get all the information on the website that we're going to share. Uh, it was pretty exciting. So, yeah, we wanted to thank you, Vinji. And maybe, you know, in six months, you know, we can come back to see how things, what yeah. thing happened, you know, uh, the last six months. And uh, for everybody following the NFT morning, just to give you a few more information about next week agenda. Uh, basically, Monday, we have the news of the week. On Tuesday, we have the museum uh, hack camp, you know, so people who's been onboarding most of the European museum in the space. On Wednesday, we have the artist Hackathon that will join to announce a new drop, more to come. Uh, on uh, Thursday, it's the project called Time Guardian that is more about uh, legacy of your NFTs, uh, especially yeah, when bad thing happen. And finally, on Friday, it's figure, Fingerprint DAO with also two of the artists who did a drop recently, Nahiko and Teto. And so it's a feedback on the drops that happened last month. So uh, yeah, you are more than welcome to listen to, to it on your uh, podcast platform. And Binji, have a great day and uh, good morning. GM, thank you so much, John. Appreciate it. Happy. Good morning. Good morning. Happy. Good morning. 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 Good